Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions. Uh, oh, I almost uh, did uh, it. Uh, appendages, <laughs> appendages about. I almost, I almost did it. I'm you, so sad. You were good. It's okay. I'm Matt Morris. There's no judgment here. I'm Gabe Whitehurst. This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. This is a circle of trust. <laughs> what do they say in that? Meet I, the parents. The circle of trust. Uh, I dude, I don't remember meet the parents. <laughs> <laughs> The circle of trust, Greg. I don't know. I feel like I'm always being judged by you, so this is no different than normal for me. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, Rewind Cinema is a podcast. We go back and we randomly select a year in cinema history. First season was 1980. We're in 1998 right now. We're moving to 2004 in the next season. Yeah. And for every month of that cinematic year, we select a random movie, and that's an episode. So we have 12 episodes a season. We're almost done with season two, 1998. This is November. November. November of 1998. Yeah. Yeah. We're chugging along. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the end of the second season. I can't believe it. Yeah. Third season is planned out. We have the movies selected. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll try to get some guests on the show like we have in the past. Yeah. We didn't have a lot this season because we kind of just wanted to just get want, to know each other wanted more. Wanted to fly solo, you know? <laughs> Riding solo, man. You know, we just, we just we love guests, but yeah. we took a little guest break. Gus break. Together our thoughts. Started doing the mini-sodes. That was part of it, too. Sure. It was a little, little more work this season. Extra investment. Especially for Matt. Yeah. But that's so. fine. I like work. Uh, you may also hear the sounds of an AC unit, but if you don't live in New York, you don't realize how humid and terrible it is here right now, so the AC unit will be staying on. I apologize if that bothers you. The Empire State. The capital <laughs> of the world, and we do not have central air. Because this, my building was built in like 1915 that I'm in right now. Yeah. So they would have to like gut this building. Everyone's building in. in Queens was built pre World War One. Mm-hmm. You can actually go back and watch some really cool videos on YouTube of this complex being built. Just look up Sunnyside Garden Apartments. Yeah. Building. Or this something. is a famous. I don't know yeah. about famous, but it's a known landmark in yeah. Queens. I mean, Sunnyside Gardens is a landmark. Yeah. And so people have to have like trees and gardens if you live here. So yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a cool little complex you have. It's actually not little. It's very big. It's very big. It's very big. Well, Gabriel, did you have anything to talk about? You know, anything I, on your mind? <laughs> I thought about talking about things, but I didn't write anything down. <laughs> so now in this moment, I'm yeah. grasping in my mind for something to say. Um, what about... What about airline food? <laughs> Do you ever eat on airlines? No. I don't ever... I get sick. Yeah, You get sick? Yeah, like I get plane sick pretty easily. Oh, you, got, you, you eat Dramamine the whole time? No, I just kind of get through it. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever really order food unless you're flying first class, which is extremely rare. Which yeah. is, you know, we're not celebs over here. Yeah. And they just bring you all this food and alcohol and whatever you want. But yeah, coach, you know... I might order like a drink. I usually just, I roll with like the free. They give you like a soda or something. That usually calms my stomach a little bit. Yeah. Carbonation. See, I try to not drink anything. Okay, I go through security and then I fill my water bottle up and I just, just a little sip (laughs) every like hour because I don't want to have to pee on the flight. I don't like getting up because I like to sit by the window. So every time I have to pee, I got to make two people move. It's just this big thing. I, try to avoid. I don't know how people do Dallas to uh, Sydney, I think, is the longest <laughs> nonstop flight in the world. And so it's oh, 17 man. hours. I don't know how people do that. No, I, no. Like that bathroom 
must be full to the brim when, I, when they're done. Yeah, that well, I don't know where that stuff is carried <laughs> or deposited. I don't want to There's know. a tank. Yeah. And the plane. That's crazy, man. I don't just like let it out. <laughs> no, no, I don't dump it over Sydney or anything. Yeah. You know. But, although you know, maybe they should, not? you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Australian listeners. <laughs> we want to poop on your city. That's what we're saying. <laughs> no, we love your city. We've never been, but we love it. Well, Gabe, that is a perfect transition. Speaking of Australia, mm. today we are talking about Babe, Pig in the City. This is the farm. Peaceful, calm, civilized. But now, the only chance to save the farm pig, 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 pig. is for one little pig. He can't leave. They're my lucky pig. <laughs> to go to the city. You can't leave. Uh, you can't leave. Anybody home? Uh, anybody else? Somebody. Let me in. Let me in. He's entered a world of outcasts and misfits. Who are these losers? Well, hey, slow down. If you're not a cat, stay in chat. I'm hungry. Fleetly, come back. We'll know where it's been separated from his owner. I seem to have lost my human. Totally on his own. You're just a little pig in the big city. What can you possibly do? What can anyone do? Destiny has changed his mission. Why, speaking of Australia? Because the first one, I think, took place in Australia, didn't it? No, but it's out of Australia, meaning it oh, came from uh, Australia. Yeah, that's true. The director is George Miller. Australian. Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. I was conflating things in my That's head. That's okay. But... Australian studio, I think, and all of that. Yeah. Um, Babe Pig in the City, obviously sequel to Babe, uh, came out, I think, a year or two before this. This had an $80 million budget because of the success of the first one. Only ended up making $18.3 million. So, yeah. colossal failure. Wait, o- opening weekend. Was, I thought that was gross. Oh, I don't know. I believe that is gross. I have it earned less than seventy million total. Opening weekend was six point one million. Gross is eighteen point three because wow. it closed in March. That's a weird two facts that are very different. I got mine yeah. from IMDb. I'm, no, I'm looking at IMDb. Or, or I'm, I right lied. Now. I got mine from another review. Sorry. Oh, okay. But so maybe this guy, maybe this guy's counting like DVDs and yeah, maybe stuff. Adding, you know, box, you know, the Bay box set you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, do, who doesn't want the Bay box set in their stocking? <laughs> I have it. Uh, the tagline is "In the heart of the city, a pig with heart." Oh, isn't that nice? Babe is such a he's such a heart filled pig. I love Babe. Who yeah. doesn't love Babe? I know. It's voiced by cute uh, Rugrats people. Yeah, that the lady who plays Tommy. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name. I didn't write her name down, unfortunately. I only wrote down Mickey Rooney and Stephen Wright because those are yeah. people that are relevant in my <laughs> life. Nobody else really is like relevant to me. But yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who work all the time in this movie, but they're voice you, actors. They're voice actors, yeah. or or they're actors that were character actors, like the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, is his voice is so great. He's mm-hmm. such a good narrator in this movie, but. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know his, his, his face or his yeah. name. And most people probably don't know who Stephen Wright is. He's just like a famous one-line comedian that I think is <sighs> he's hilarious. So, he's so genius. If you don't know who Stephen Wright is, look up his stuff on YouTube. He's hilarious. It's a V, not a PH. Stephen Wright. There you go. Uh, as we mentioned, directed by George Miller, who also directed... All the Mad Max movies. Interesting. Yeah. And you can see traces of it in this movie. Oh, yeah. The action. 
Yeah, and Chase just Sam? and just the visual scale of this film, yeah, is is epic. Definitely. Um, he also directed Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two. I didn't see Happy Feet. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if you need to see Happy Feet. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> I I've seen I've seen probably all of Happy Feet in random like like on planes. Yeah, or like on a TV in a living room as I walk through the room or something. Just like a random person's living room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> random people. Uh, and Happy Feet's always on TV. It's a yeah. weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some trivia. In 2011, Ron Meyer, the president and chief operating officer of Universal Studios, told an audience at Savannah, Georgia Film Festival that Babe, Pig in the City was one of the two worst movies that Universal ever made. Boo. The other one he singled out was The Wolfman, which I've not seen. Uh... I don't know the, if that's the, the old... Ben, the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman? Possibly. Because that movie is awful. Maybe then. We should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never... I, like, I don't remember hearing about it, so... Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know I love the... Benicio, so... Uh, dude, Benicio <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins, yeah. who we've recently learned, Anthony Hopkins will, is, is no... Uh, He's not, not, he's not afraid to make a bad yeah, movie. Yeah, he's not above taking bad films. He just loves to be in movies. He wants to get paid, man. I know, and this movie is terrible. We're yeah. not going to go on a Wolfman tangent, but... Let's just save that. We should watch it later. Okay. Also, this is Siskel's favorite movie of 1998. Four stars. Well, that's from Ebert. Oh, Ebert. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't even in Ebert's top ten. Okay. Uh, but it was Siskel's favorite movie, 1998. Nice. And it's Tom Waits's favorite movie. Oh. Okay. Ever. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that's a fun fact. <laughs> cool, Tom. Yeah. Can you do? Can you give me a Tom Waits impression? Uh, no. Oh, no okay. I'm not. I don't have a Tom Waits in my pocket. Uh, there was a secret chord. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Thanks. I've been yeah, working on it. It's true. Five point eight on IMDb. Sixty-eight Metascore. One of the highest Metascores of any movie we've seen thus far. Four stars from Ebert. Astonishing. Sixty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um. I I almost. Well, I want to save this for the... Ah, I'm going to do it now. I was going to save this for the end of the movie, but this is a good good thing to maybe start it off with to give you the, an idea of what this movie is. Uh, film critic Jeffrey Overstreet said, This is the stuff of Dickens, told on the scale of Blade Runner and Brazil with the madcap spirit of the great Muppet caper. That's a, that's a pretty good I thought uh, that was astute perfect. observation. It's yeah. so perfect. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like... Um, there's a lot of beauty to this film, just the way it looks yeah. and the world that's created, which we'll get into. But yeah, it's an interesting movie, to say the least. Yes. All right, so we open up and Babe returns home from the last movie. So if you don't remember the last movie, which I'm sure 90% of you don't, uh, Babe <laughs> won like a sheep herding competition. Nobody believed in him, but he went and he was the best sheep herder. He beat all these dogs. So he's like a hometown hero in... Uh, England, wherever he lives in England. Somewhere. I don't, yeah. I don't know where they're from. I don't even know if it's like a real place. Yeah, it's, just yeah, sort of, uh, it's probably made up. Yeah, nowhere in these movies are really actual places. But mm -hmm. yeah, some farm on an English countryside. Let's say that. Some farm. Uh, babe falls down a well and injures farmer Arthur. So I thought that he died because this is extremely graphic. We're, we're kicking off this, this movie uh, with some, some serious action. It was, I was like, he is dead yeah 100 percent. we didn't mention uh james cromwell is the james actor cromwell, who's yeah. in a ton of stuff you'd know his face if you saw him um great actor but yeah he he's like fixing a, a water pump mm -hmm. and babe loves him and wants to help him and he trips and falls oh and, i gotta i gotta get oh, in the well uh and 
Yeah, dude, it, it's really violent. I mean, he, I thought he was dead. It's shocking, honestly. This, this thing from the top of the well falls down on top of him. It's like the bucket or like the, yeah. the hoist that pulls up the bucket. Yeah, the, yeah. And uh, you think he's dead, and then it cuts, and he's like wrapped up in bed mm-hmm. and some bandages. So he's alive, thank God. That happens a few times in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, right off the bat, I was like, wow, this is kind of dark for, yeah. for a kid. It's one of the main criticisms of, criticisms of this movie is that it's too violent for kids. Sure. Um, which, sure, uh, I think at that that's violent, but then they see him in the bed, and he's, you know, he's wrapped up, but he's not dead. Yeah. Um, there's some other stuff later on that's pretty graphic with animals, but I think it's important as a parent. I'm not a parent yet, but I would assume that if my kids saw this, I would educate them on some things and let them yeah. know, like, hey, this is a movie, Tyler. Yeah, and I think that <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think when I was watching this, I'm more sensitive now to, mm-hmm. to violence than I was when I was a 10-year-old kid because this type of violence in a movie when I was a kid, I don't think it would bother us. Yeah. It, we'd be like, oh, the farmer slipped and uh, oh, now he's bandaged or yeah. this... This thing that happens to a dog later, which is really, really shocking. As a kid, I'd be like, oh, I, I just don't think you would think about it. Yeah. Because it's not graphic in the terms of blood or gore. But as an adult, knowing what we know about the world <laughs> <laughs> and death and violence, it's mm. pretty, pretty shocking. But as a kid, yeah, I, I wonder if it would bother you. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't. I'm not sure. It's because your dad clock is at 9 p.m. That's very true. <laughs> I'll have to watch this with my child uh, yeah. when I have one yeah. and, and just wait and see if... The day they're born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see if they cry. This is what the world is like. Um, so the, the animals on the farm convince Babe that they need to go like get money in the big city, essentially. That's they convince him that he's the prize pig. He needs to go. And I also wrote down that the speech effects in this movie are really good for the animals talking. Yes. Yeah. The CGI for 1998. Yeah. Eighty million dollars. I'm sure. Yeah. Twenty million went uh, towards great. graphic and making them look like they're talking. I was surprised. Yeah. It looks very seamless. It looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's probably not the hardest thing to do, but it looked really smooth for '98. You wouldn't be convinced by how many terrible uh, <laughs> begging strips commercials oh, there are man. out there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. But he, they convinced him to go get money because the farm is going to get taken. Yeah. They're, they're behind on their bills. These um, uh, IRS guys show up. And they say the farm is going to get repossessed or whatever. I don't know, repossessed is the word, but uh, foreclosed on, whatever. And so mm-hmm. the uh, the f- the Mrs. Farmer, uh, Mrs. M- uh, uh, Hoggett. Hoggett. I was going to say Haggett. Mrs. Hoggett, Mrs. Yeah. Hoggett finds an old uh, invitation for a Babe to appear at some fair and they get money because he's like a celebrity now. So mm-hmm. she's going to go save the farm with Babe. Yeah. And uh, another thing about the collectors you mentioned, I think they work for the bank. The bank. Specifically, yeah, the, the narrator bank. says, yes. like, what could be worse than... I, there's a clever line yeah, just about how yeah. bad bankers are. And the way this movie looks, it's it's very interesting. Like, the sky was very dark behind them. Like, it's making a clear point about finance mm-hmm. and what people do to others. And it really reminded me of, like, Big Fish. This yes. movie has a very Big Fish quality does, to it. Does, like a yeah. Matilda or, like... I don't know. It's very whimsical. I like the way this movie looked. I loved it. I loved the way it looked, and I like the way it made me feel. Yeah, because it just does. It makes you feel like a like a kid. It makes you feel creative, yeah. or uh, I don't know, just energized. Like you're it's, reading a children's book. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. On the way to America, which is where they're going to get the money, um, a drug sniffing dog informs the humans that Babe is like full of drugs like the the dog comes over and starts sniffing all the stuff around him yeah because babe is being uh taken on like cargo essentially 
And this dog is like talking with him and Babe keeps bothering. So he's like, I'm a drug sniffing dog. So I'm going to rat you out because you're bothering me. And so he just starts barking. And then Mrs. Hoggett yeah. gets taken in the back and cavity ba- searched. Basically, yeah. He's like, I can get whatever I want if mm-hmm. I find something. So he's not doing it to be mean to Babe even really. He's just like, yeah, watch this. And he rats, he like barks. And they make, it makes people think Babe mm-hmm. has drugs. And then it cuts to the, him eating this big bowl of like food. Yeah. Because of his reward. And Mrs. Hoggett, yeah. Who knows what happens to sweet Mrs. Hoggett. <laughs> she came out with some pretty wide eyes. But another, another semi-adult moment in the film, they get taken to this back room and she walks in and the guy's like, basically, take your clothes off. And, mm-hmm. and there's these women waiting for her with gloves on and you know, lab coats and stuff. And then it cuts away. And then she's left alone in this airport. And it's, it's sad. Yeah, they have like the stereotypical pull the cuff of the glove and sure. slap it against your wrist sure. motif. Uh, so this causes them to miss their connecting flight. And so they have to wait for a few days in this city that they're in. Uh, this isn't a real city. It's fake. Um, but there's a stranger as they're like leaving. So they, they kind of like terminal it in the airport for a few days. Have you mm-hmm. seen Terminal with Tom Hanks? He has to live in the airport. They do that for a little bit. Uh, but there's a guy who like helps them oh, out. Yeah. But yeah. he looks like a pig. Yeah, she, she, she calls all these hotels. Yeah. There's, a, there's a phone bank with ads for hotels and she calls and no, no one allows animals. Mm-hmm. And some guy hears her and you can't see his face and he's like, go to the hotel, blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll help you. They're your friends. And mm-hmm. they... And she's like, oh, thank you. And then the narrator's like, Mrs. Hoggett was not quite sure why the man helped them, but she thought it might be for whatever. And he turns around, and he's got this piggish nose. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know yeah, what just that like was. A weird, like, it's just cute, like, yeah, like he saw a pig and helped the pig out. Yeah, I don't know. He was just, being empathetic for the pig. Yeah. One of his own. He looked like a pig, and he wanted to help him out. You know what? Why not? That's fine. Uh, so Mrs. Hoggett, they go to the uh, baby Mrs. Hoggett go to the hotel. And this is where we see the city, and it's a very interesting city. It looks a lot like, um, if you've ever seen stills of, like, Metropolis, it looks a lot like that. It's, like, very tall buildings, but it's very confined, Mm -hmm. so everything kind of, like, sticks out very high, but from a very small island, and there's, like, landmarks from all of the famous cities in the world, like the Statue of Liberty's there, the uh, Sydney Opera House is there. Eiffel Tower. uh, Eiffel Tower. Hollywood Sign, Big Ben, uh, the Big... Jesus Christ statue from Brazil. Oh, uh, Cristo de, de, de Rentor. Uh, what is it? <laughs> sure, that's Cristo it. de Rentor. Um, the, the Twin Towers are there. Are they really? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, and the Empire State and the Chrysler Building. And I think the city is called Metropolis. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I did not pick up on that. But it, it's a really cool looking city. I like the way that they did that. I love that. it. It was so, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's mysterious. It's it, like whimsical. Yeah. It makes you want to go there. Whimsical is, is the word for this movie. Very whimsical. Magical. Magical. Madrigal. Madrigal. Mathematical. <laughs> Radical. I don't know. Uh, we're done with this. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so Mrs. Hoggett leaves Babe alone in the hotel room. Uh, she has to like go somewhere. I can't remember where she's going. I guess she's like uh, going to get. Uh, she she's going to make a phone call. She, phone she asks call. Okay. if she can call her husband, and the yeah. lady's like, "It's two blocks down." Or the something. time before cell phones. Sure. Well, at least like mass <laughs> ownership and of cell in this world. Yeah. I guess. Uh, another important thing is that this hotel is basically a safe haven for animals. Yeah. There's all sorts of animals there. They're, uh, they're kind of in hiding a little bit. Yeah. And they introduce them to you. They're all strays. Sort really. of one by one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, vagabonds or pilgrims uh, <laughs> or wanderers or, you know, immigrants yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So a monkey comes in the room. Babe is alone. And uh, it's like this little little monkey. I don't know what these kinds are called. Chimpanzee. Not a chimpanzee. The oh, littlest oh, one. Oh, oh the, tiny, the tiny monkey. The tiny one with the white face. Yes, yes. That's not a chimp. Sorry. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, monkey. monkey. But it comes in and steals Mrs. Hoggett's luggage. So Babe chases the monkey to a room where there's this entire family of monkeys. Chimps. Chimps. Uh, and they're obviously like some sort of like sideshow performers. That's what they look like. They're dressed up like humans. It's very odd. Uh, Fugly Flume <laughs> comes back to the room who is Mickey Rooney, who is this big clown. This big sad clown. Big sad clown. Man. He has tons of candy and ice he's, cream. He's not in his costume yet. Not in his costume yet. He's kind of like a crazy old man. He doesn't really speak either. He has no lines in this movie. Yeah. But, but it's Mickey Rooney. It's Mickey Rooney. Yeah. And uh, he's, looking, he's looking overweight, but you know. <laughs> well, all right. He's, he's an older gentleman. <laughs> the, but I think it might be because he had ice cream all over his face too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he takes him and makes him part of his like traveling show that he does for sick kids. So he has all these monkeys and now he has Babe as part of his show. They do like a little show for sick children in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and then Babe accidentally trips Fugly during that and sets a huge fire on this kid's hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Another dark moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. Nothing bad happens. But Babe, again, just accidentally causes something bad to happen. And yeah. Freaking Babe. Freaking Babe. He's, he, he's trying to do good. He's trying to do good. Yeah. He was, he was trying to get money to, uh, to help the and, farm the whole time. And the monkeys in this movie may be my favorite part. They're so funny to watch because they're trained animals and the animators only make their mouths move Mm -hmm. and so it it looks great but it's hilarious because they're deadpan the whole time like everything they say there's no emotion really uh at at least in their face so Mm -hmm. it just it translates to this hilarious it's you're walking you're watching a trained monkey act Mm -hmm. it's like as if they could speak i don't know it's just i laughed a lot it is funny yeah but it's also crazy how well they act though yeah like, so, something will happen and it'll totally match the dialogue yeah and it was just you know happenstance or they'll gesture yeah and do something or they'll like posture themselves in a very so human funny. way it's so great oh man just the effort that went into making this movie is yeah. bl- has blown me away yeah seeing seeing this and then seeing war for the planet of the apes you're like what are they freaking doing in war <laughs> why for the didn't they the use real chimps <laughs> <laughs> yeah why weren't there a thousand real chimps in that cage yeah it would have looked really really good <laughs> that would be the worst yeah. funniest movie we could yeah. ever see somebody um, needs to make that and something about this movie that we should say before we continue i'm actually good luck for you for you this episode <laughs> There's not really a through line in this movie. There, there is, right? No, they're yeah. trying to save the farm, but there's not. There's, it's a very loose plot. It's sort of this series of beautiful, interesting vignettes, mm-hmm. little scenes that, and then you get to the end of the movie, and it's great. But yeah, uh, just good luck for you to, to get through it. I've got it. Yeah. Don't I'm worry. I'm sure you do. Mrs. Hoggett gets arrested right after this. She's looking for Babe out in the city because Babe is obviously gone with the traveling show. Um, and she starts yelling, hey, pig, hey, pig, and these cops get mad, and she runs oh, into these yeah. bikers, and it's a weird little scene. Yeah. But the gist is that she gets arrested, so she's out of the picture now. So Fugly, after that, is taken out on a stretcher from the hotel, so he died. 
<laughs> he, did he die? I, th- I think he's dead. Did he get sick or because, something? Because um, the hotel owner is the wife of Fugly. Yeah, he And died. she's gone for a bit later in the movie, and she says, you know, I can't even go to my husband's funeral without people bothering yes. me or whatever. Yes, and Thelonious, the orangutan, mm-hmm. is very sad that his owner died. Best actor in the movie. He's great. Thelonious. And, and he calls the owner himself. It's mm-hmm. this really cool... Is that himself? Is that himself? Himself is was here. Is Fugly inside Thelonious? Mm. Are they the same? Was Are they coterminous? Fugly <laughs> <laughs> reincarnated as Thelonious Monkey? Hey, that's good. That is good, right? Thelonious Monkey. Yeah. He's yeah. named after Thelonious Monk. Yeah. The famous jazz musician. Well, there you go. We're just full of puns. Um, yes, the, the orangutan's great. He's also very funny. to. He's very, he's very um, melancholy. Thelonious yeah. is a very melancholy mo- monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like me. Yeah, totally. Very melancholy. Red hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't red hair. <laughs> huge long arms. Oh, yeah, my arms. My wingspan is probably a solid <laughs> uh, six foot, just like my body. Uh, the monkeys leave the hotel in search of food because everyone's starving now because yeah. Fugly's gone and now the woman who runs the hotel is gone because she is uh, Fugly's wife. And uh, so they leave searching for food and Babe tags along with them. He's so hungry. He's so hungry. They need to get some food. Uh, Bob, who is Stephen Wright character, he's like the main monkey now. Or I guess Thelonious is. Him and Thelonious are kind of like, I guess, the alphas. Yeah, of Bob is like the, hus- the husband chimp. Of, Thelonious. of Zooty. Of Zooty. <laughs> yeah. Thelonious is just a random orangutan that works with him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bob makes Babe distract the guard dogs protecting this candy store that they want to get into to get food. And then there's a very long chase scene, which we referenced earlier, and it is very George Miller. Like, the camera angles are very low, and then, like, mm-hmm. like they do like this crazy run across this bridge, and it's, it's so long. And it's like five minutes yeah, long. Yeah, they go around the block a few times, yeah. um, and there's this uh, pit bull... But not not a not a New York City Queens pit bull, like an no. actual purebred English bull terrier, I guess is what they're called, mm-hmm. is uh, chasing babes. I think to... you made that up. Did I? I don't know. I don't know. Let's look, <laughs> bull I'll look terrier. It up. No, it's the thing. It's the thing. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, he's chasing Babe, and he wants to, I guess, kill him and eat him. And another dark thing about it is the monkeys don't even really use him to distract the dogs. No, they, they just they they, they didn't want to get hurt. Well, no, they just don't want to help. They don't want to feed Babe. So he's yeah. like, he walks up to this fence and he's like, there's food back behind this fence. And it says in big letters, you know, beware of these guard dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he opens the, the plank and scoots Babe in there and then closes it. And then they go off and find food on their own. And he just kind of does it to sacrifice Babe to these dogs. Mm-hmm. So another little dark moment. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Babe is being chased. Yeah, it's just, it's a very intense scene. And at some point, the dog, his collar is kind of hanging off. So he has this chain attached to his collar. And he starts like gathering. Okay, a Boom. bull terrier is real. Bull terrier. Whatever. It sounded fake. <laughs> sounded fake. Anyway, the the dog, the bull terrier, is running, and uh, something gets attached to the end of his chain, and um, they end up like jumping off a bridge, or Babe jumps off a bridge into this water, right? And so the bull terrier chasing him tries to jump off, but the thing that's on the back of his chain hooks him to the end of the uh, railing on the bridge, and so mm-hmm. he gets caught, and his head is just underwater. So this dog is hanging by its leg yeah, into the water, yes. drowning to death, drowning essentially. Drowning to death. 
And for a second, you think maybe he's just going to drown because what are animals going to do to help him not drown? Yeah, and, and Babe swims away and turns around and watches him, and the camera just shows him twitching. Yeah. It's so dark. Yeah. I, I, I wrote, oh my gosh, is, he, is that dog going to drown? I don't know how PETA didn't... Maybe PETA had like a... <laughs> I yeah, that, that was one of my boycott. notes. My note is that a lot of things happen to animals in this movie, and I wonder if anybody was upset. Maybe. Surely. I, read, I did look into this, though. The animal count when they started the movie was 799 animals. Wow. They finished it with 799. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they fuzzed the numbers a little bit. No, so I don't think any animals died. No, no. But that's not necessarily the concern. I think the concern is like putting a dog upside down in water. But I don't know how they did that. Maybe it was totally humane and maybe he wasn't underwater. I don't know. Well, and also, so the dog is hanging in the water, drowning, like gagging and, and twitching on this chain. Mm -hmm. And Babe, as you were about to say, because he's Babe and because he's a, he's a small pig with a big heart, he dives back into the water mm -hmm. to uh, to help his his pursuer, his enemy, pushes the little boat over to him, and the dog like <laughs> does his best Arnold gets impression. out of the water and 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 is alive. And I was watching very closely. I I believe that is a puppet, but the puppets are really good in this movie. Yeah, there's eighty million dollars. There's yes, there's <laughs> two that I spotted. There's a puppet of Babe. Mm -hmm. You see a few times, like just like his head, his face, and the circus act, he was on a platter, yeah. and that is a puppet. And then this dog coming up out of the water was a puppet. So maybe the one hanging from the chain wasn't real. Very I don't true. know, but I, they look very real. I think Jim Henson was involved, right? At least in the first one. I with don't puppetry. know. I don't know. Yeah, but I the, believe the, so. The, the, oh, well, the, there's more puppets. The mice are fake. Yeah, the uh, mice, yeah. And the duck is fake very often when he's flying. And then there's these big pelicans that are fake. Mm -hmm. But it's so cool. They're, they're not even that good, but it's part of the artistic charm of the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it looks like a children's book. Yeah. It doesn't look real. It's not supposed to look real. Yeah. And another adult theme really, really fast, another mm -hmm. thing that happens just before this dog uh, is about to kill Babe and Babe jumps off the bridge and the dog starts to drown, the narrator kicks in and starts talking about Babe and how he's feeling and he's getting so tired from this chase and he... Babe turns around and faces the dog and just says, why? Mm. It's this really deep moment. <laughs> but, but why, though? But why? <laughs> he just wants to make peace. I don't yeah. know. But it's, uh, as he's doing this, Babe's whole life is flashing before his eyes. You see, yeah. you see him like suckling at his mother's uh, teat. Mm -hmm. You see the farmer fall down the well again. All these like really terrible things, good and, and bad. Mm -hmm. But it's this weird existential moment and uh yeah he asks why i wish then, more kids movies did that yeah it's so very the smart. parents would have to say to their kid look you know this is the message of the movie this is what yeah. we believe and this is what you should do but it was a cool moment and mm -hmm. then anyway the dog starts to drown because then we get movies like despicable me and you're like <laughs> what am i supposed to get from despicable freaking me uh comedy minions are cute just, just that's all i know cool comedy that's the only reason jeff and steve the minions whatever their names are steve carell yeah steve, well, steve carell yeah. i guess <laughs> uh after that a bunch of stray dogs follow babe and ask to stay in the hotel so we didn't mention this but there are also a ton of cats in this hotel there's an entire room of singing cats which mm -hmm. is another absurd, hilarious, yes, great thing. Very, in this very movie. strange and funny. A cat choir. Yeah, a cat choir. Um, and so now this hotel is just brimming with animals. So unsanitary. There's like probably <laughs> 300 animals in there. Yeah. Um, so, and then Zudi, who is the female ape, has 
baby monkeys. Yes, she Just, she gives birth to baby monkeys. Yeah. This is after they come back with candy. Yeah, so they have candy for and everyone. They, they give everyone a piece or two of candy, but they have to thank Babe mm-hmm. before because Babe took them into the hotel. Because the bull terrier is his uh, yeah. bodyguard now, essentially. Yeah, he, he has a change of heart. He, he wants... kind of talks like hey, this. He's, uh, like a, he's like a New York uh, mafia guy. Make sure you pay respects to Babe. Yeah. He goes, thank the pig. Thank the <laughs> yeah, pig. Thank the pig, yeah. And if they say thank you to Babe, they get a, a jelly bean. They get a jelly bean. There is also a very cute uh, kitten in this movie who's not in the cat choir. And I know you and Sophie had to notice it because it's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. It's so cute. No, Sophie was like Dying. mouth mouth agape <laughs> in this movie. Like she wanted every single animal. Oh, in this movie. And then this hilarious chihuahua is like, one jelly bean doesn't even hit the bottom <laughs> of, of, like, of his stomach. Or that was funny. I don't know. Oh, man. There's a ton of funny asides in this movie. Uh, so Ferdinand the Duck, who we haven't mentioned, but he was a big character in the first one. He's not so much in this one until yeah. the end, or yeah. where we're at right now. He's been looking for Pape, so he got left behind at the farm, but now he flew all the way to this fictional city that they're in, oh, yeah. in, in America, I guess. Yeah. And um, so he catches up with him, he finds Babe. That's not super important, that's just something that happens in this movie. He He's just there for comedic relief near the end of the movie, really. Yeah. Uh, and also because he's a recognizable character from the first one. Babe is his lucky pig. Yeah. So he has to, He just wants to be with him at all times. Mm-hmm. So the Animal Regulation Authority, who is a fictitious group in this movie, uh, breaks into this hotel and takes most of the animals. And something we didn't mention earlier as well is that there's this family across from the hotel, Caddy Corner, across the water. Yes. That is very interested in what's going on in the house. They don't know there's all these animals but I guess they start seeing all these animals running around at night and now they know. So they called the authorities and they come and pick up everybody. And this like Celtic women song plays in the background. Strange. As they like, this was the most violent part of the movie to me, which I'm sure was a statement is them coming in and grabbing all the animals and using those poles with Mm -hmm. the ropes at the end where you tighten the rope and it just grabs their necks. Yep. They use that so often. They use that a lot. And it looked like they were taking pleasure and like, grabbing these animals yeah and they do it to babe and the just the pig that was babe and the actor i mean he's actually like kind of dragging him around and again i was like man i just wonder if they got in trouble with anyone here (laughs) i don't know but it is an odd scene because the music is like this sad mournful yeah i don't know i don't know how you're right it's like this uh, bagpipe music yeah it's like in the arms of an angel it's it's beautiful music and it and it it would otherwise go in like a romance film or something. It's not like a dirge, but it's or like just this... movie you or song you would hear at like Hobby Lobby over the yeah. <laughs> over the loudspeaker. It's like slow and and uh, again melancholy and these. It's just this weird montage of animals getting taken. Mm-hmm. So pretty much all the animals are gone now. Uh, they've been put on a bus, and I think Babe is out. Ferdinand is out, and this dog named Fleelick is out as well. And uh, another just death moment. Uh, there's a goldfish we haven't mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. And uh, as the house is getting raided, his bowl gets dropped, and he's just <laughs> <laughs> suffering, uh, losing air, you know. And uh, Babe sees this, and he comes back in the room, and there's three mice around this fish trying to help it. Mm-hmm. And Babe scoops him up in his mouth and spits him out, and he lands in the canal. There's mm-hmm. this city has canals in it. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's like San like, Antonio. Yeah. It's like, thanks, pig. Mm-hmm. But again, they focus on an animal dying and mm-hmm. they show you this sequence for like a, for a while, for like a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, just there's a lot of death. Very poignant. Is it? It's just death is a poignant. I guess death is Cruelty poignant. Cruelty to animals is a bad thing. 
I guess so. I mean, well, of course it is. <laughs> Do you like animal cruelty again? <laughs> no. Do you want to go on the record here? No, and say I just that? mean uh, the Thelonious dropped the 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 bowl, the fish tank. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that wasn't necessarily cruelty. That's yeah. what I was saying. But Sorry. then the guys didn't even care, man. That's true. They, they thought this is just a dumb fish. They had What's no this fish going to do? Little goldfish. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't stop there. So they're chasing this uh, bus, essentially full of animals that they're taking to this facility. And there's a dog named Fleelick that we haven't mentioned, but he uh, his back legs don't work, so he has the wheels attached to his hip that yeah. you know keep him. He can walk on his front legs, and his back legs kind of just trail along. He gets hooked onto this dress of this woman who's kind of like the main person orchestrating all of these, you know, taking these animals. Mm-hmm. And he rips her dress, and she closes the door to this bus, and he's still hanging on. With so his mouth, yeah. With his mouth. And so there's a chase scene where the bus is going down the freaking highway, and Flilick is hanging on for dear life, yeah. and like his wheels are just turning, yes. and he's, he's on the road, and he almost falls under the wheel of the yes, bus. He, he's he's between the back and front wheels of this giant truck mm-hmm. this is where it was george miller for me for sure like major car car scene and yeah he could have just gotten crushed if he had let go the back wheels would have just run over him and that's Definitely. what i thought was going to happen yeah but i mean he does get let go they take a sharp turn and he falls off and he just like tumbles and tumbles and tumbles which i'm absolutely certain was a puppet in that yeah, case. it had to be yeah of course. uh because that dog would have been dead for real yes so uh Babe and Ferdinand come up on Fleelick and his wheels are all bent and like it does that one thing where it kind of zooms in on one wheel and it's turning but it stops yes. so he's dead. <laughs> and again he's twitching violently. Yeah. And then it cuts to this beautiful serene serene scene of Fleelick and his legs work and he's mm. in this beautiful field and it it's funny. He's chasing butterflies. It's funny but it's also very touching. It's very touching. But it's funny when he's like, hup, hup, and he keeps jumping up and trying to like eat these butterflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, they show you this dead, we think, twitching dog. And it's just very, very, yeah, you know. See, it was at this point where Sophie went, I don't like this movie. Yeah. Because she was very sad that Flea Lake was dead. Yeah. But then, um, but he's not dead. But he's not dead. He wakes back up. Yes. So he, com- he comes back to the light. Yeah. That's how you keep this a family movie. Right. So they, they dangle everyone on the edge of death. <laughs> A, a, literally, a dog, a fish, and Fleelick, and then yeah. they none of them die. Yeah, but it makes you stop and be like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, well, we're, we're we're all going to consider stuff death. like this happens all day, every day across the world. Mrs. Hoggett is released from prison at this point. All of the animals are transferred to this big facility. Hoggett returns to the hotel and finds it in shambles, and Babe is gone, so she knows that something's wrong. And the animals basically just break out of this facility as Hoggett and the landlady ride this bicycle to find them. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty funny because Mrs. Hoggett was just like drenched in this goo that they used to put up billboards. And yeah. so it's like glue. And so her clothes are very tight. So she bends over to pick something up and her clothes just like crack in half essentially. Yeah. And so she has to wear fugly uh flumes what is his name fugly whatever fugly mickey Flume. rooney yeah she has to wear his clown outfit and they're riding this bicycle it's very comical uh hoggett and the landlady find the animals at like this big fundraising event 
And so they all broke into the kitchen. They had this like ratatouille moment where they're running throughout the kitchen mm-hmm. and they get in the big area and there's like the champagne tower that they might knock over. And This sequence was amazing to me. It, it's amazing. It's very hard to describe, so I don't want to go too into detail, but yeah. I mean, what, what did you see? Well, they, so they, uh, they're chasing these, they're looking for these animals, right? Mm-hmm. And they break into this, I guess it's like a big hotel or restaurant or something. Yeah, event space. Event space. And they're having this black tie party. All these people are there, tuxedos, white glove. And uh, there's a giant chandelier, and there's a huge tower, as you said, of champagne flutes. Uh, not flutes, but like glasses, and this mm-hmm. guy's stacking it. Anyway, uh, these animals show up in the middle of this party, and the party stops, and everyone stares at them, and they're like, what on earth? And they freak out, and the animals start to run around, and Mrs. Hoggett is looking for Babe, and this chef, this like French you know, hoity-toity chef, sees, oh. a, yeah, sees a beautiful pig and wants to kill it, so he grabs Babe and... This odd thing happens where Mrs. Hoggett is up on a balcony and she ties herself to this ribbon string thing mm-hmm. and thus begins like this 10-minute sequence of acrobatics across this giant uh, room. Mm-hmm. And they jump. she jumps down and bounces off the floor and uh, tries to hit the chef and knocks him over and misses Babe. And, and then it becomes the chef starts doing it, or not him, like people from the party start doing yeah. it. So it's like five people in the air on it, these strings from the ceiling trying to catch Mrs. Hoggett. Yeah, and it sounds weird, but I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's like, enthralling, it's, yeah. Because it's real. There's no CGI used here. And and then the monkey, is uh, Thelonious, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, he's swinging across this, like, 40-foot expanse, and I've never seen a monkey do that. I know mm-hmm. we all say monkeys swing, right, from trees, mm-hmm. but have you ever really seen a monkey Not swing? anymore, now that circuses are dead, bro. <laughs> I get, yeah, <laughs> but he grabs this thing and like he jumps on her back and rides it with her and he does it on his own. I was just really, really impressed. Yeah, it's a, a very interesting scene and I, I, it's very action-packed and I was totally into it. Yeah, I, I love the scene. I thought I would be annoyed by it because yeah. there's a few sequences, like we said, the chase sequences go a little long, mm-hmm. but it was just, I was captivated. I was yeah. captivated. Definitely. It was great. So it all works out in the end. Um, the landlady, all of the animals, they end up selling the hotel that was across the street from these people. And just kind of as a giant middle finger to those people, they turned it into a dance hall. Yeah. So they sold it to these people who want to make a dance hall. Big so now neon lights and yeah. loud noise. And so all those people across the street are always going to be perpetually mad now because there's loud music and people dancing outside. And then uh, the money from selling the hotel saved the farm. And so everybody from that hotel goes back. The landlady lives on the farm and all the animals live on the farm. And they're all happy. Happily ever after. Yeah. And then the mice close it out. The three mice. Yeah. I love those mice. Great An- characters. Another odd thing in the movie that's just there. Yeah, they always do. They do transitions to different scenes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these sequences in this movie, there's like five or six of them have titles, essentially. I don't remember what any of them are. Chaos Theory. Yeah, Chaos Theory is More Chaos and something. I don't know. It's funny. But it's the three mice and they go, Chaos Theory! And then it like does the uh, fade in, but it's like a circle that gets smaller and smaller and then it's black and then the next scene happens. And they're always singing um, like lounge standards, Mm -hmm. like Italian lounge songs. Yeah. Yeah. They sing uh, When the Moon uh, Hits Amore. That's Amore and a few other things. Yep. But that's really it, Gabe. What did you think? of Babe, Pig, in the City. Uh, I really, really liked Babe, Pig, in the City. I really liked this movie. I don't think I'm just going to go watch Babe, Pig, in the City at any time again. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Like, when I have kids, I, sure. Because it's a special movie. You just... I, 
This movie got slammed by critics. Actually, that's not true. This movie got slammed by a few critics and the public, but a lot yeah. of critics who are smart loved it, and they loved it for all the right reasons. This movie does not follow any rules. It's just, it's so weird, mm -hmm. but it's so enjoyable. It does exactly what it wants to do. It has fun doing it, uh, and we are captivated. Like I said, you just want to take this ride. There's these random singing mice that aren't really connected to anything. Maybe they were established in the first movie. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in years, but uh, there's just there's just random things that happen, and mm -hmm. there's not a lot of there's not a clear, consistent through line. As I said, there is, but it's very just kind of loopy, and it takes a long time to get there, and it's weird. Um, it's just great. Um, it is dark. The director said these stories are for the adult and the child, and the child and the adult. Mm. So that was his response to criticism. That it's to, he was like, yeah, it is, but you know, it's it's for both. So good, uh, good criticism there. And then uh, lastly, Ebert said this. I know I keep quoting other reviewers, but this is a special movie. He said it doesn't make any of the mistakes it could have. It doesn't focus more on the human characters. It focuses on them less, and there are more animals on the screen. It doesn't recycle the first story. It introduces many new characters. It outdoes itself with the sets and special effects that make up the city, and it is still literate, humane, and wicked. Mm. And it is this great mix of darkness and light and joy and sadness and revelry and magic, and it's really good. And you should watch it. It is a special movie. Cool. Yeah, this was not as well-received as the first one. The first one was nominated for Best Picture in 1996. So there was a lot of critical reception and public reception to this one. I do think the violence shied the public away and some critics away because I think some critics are afraid to say that this is a good movie because then people will backlash at them. Hmm. Um, but I do think it's important that these types of movies exist because, especially in today's age with the internet, your kid, when they have access to the internet, is going to see bad things. They're going to find bad things on the internet. It's going to happen. And I think the earlier that you expose them to things in a controlled setting and that you're able to control the message and say, look, animal cruelty is bad. Uh, you know, if we have a pet, we're going to treat it well. Whatever you think that the theme of the movie is, what the important message is, is that you convey that to your child. I think that's a learning moment. I think that's important. And I think this movie is also going to be interesting and appealing to kids even now because it's visually appealing. It's a beautiful movie. Like I said, the Metropolis City is just completely enamoring. I love the way it looks. I love the stork scene with uh, <laughs> Ferdinand as he's flying through the sky. The puppetry is amazing, like we talked about earlier. The way that the animals talk is incredible. That's really hard to do, and I think that it was done very well in 1998. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do like that it, it focuses mainly on the animals. The first one had a lot of human interaction. The first one was a lot about uh, Farmer Arthur. Mm -hmm. and a lot about Mrs. Hoggett and a lot about you know how they're going to save their farm. It's like the same story pretty much over again. Uh, but this one focused on Babe and his struggles and his friend's struggles. Uh, so I thought it was incredibly inventive and interesting. I don't remember seeing this as a kid. I saw the first one, but I'm sure I would have loved this one. I'm going to say this is like a watch multiple times. I think it's cool. a fantastic movie. When I have a kid, I'm going to show them Babe, Pig in the City as soon as they come out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> a TV right above their head yep. you know yeah yep. you're just gonna condition them early definitely watch multiple times I will stand by that this is a great movie this is probably my favorite one of 1998 wow okay great yeah we've had a lot of bad movies in 1998 yeah I mean uh, <laughs> you mean your favorite of the on the show 
or in general? In 1998. Okay. 1980, I still liked Ordinary People and I still liked uh, Raging Bull more. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, in but, 1998. Yeah, sorry. 1998, probably my favorite so far. Um, yeah. Yeah, just it, it didn't do as well because people were expecting that. Like, I think the first movie has this, has a plot. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it's, it's a standard, it's a great movie, but it's a standard movie. This movie, everyone went back expecting to see this cute, amazing babe sequel and they were just like what on earth is happening Mm because it's so wheels off but it's really special yeah it's really special it definitely is and with that we are closing in on the end of our world famous game show guess Guess that that quote welcome to guess that quote there can only be one podcast one podcast one podcast That's not the music. <laughs> it's not going to match up at all. <laughs> what is the score, Gabe? You had it written down, right? I do have it written down here as I load it very, very rapidly. The score, uh, as you all know from last week, as I am scrolling down on my screen to find it. Here we go. Gabe, <laughs> me, I have 21 points. Matt is one behind at 20. So Guys, I caught up to Matt. It is neck and neck right now. It is... Next, we got two episodes left. Yes, so uh, we we're gonna see what happens here. We're gonna see what happens. I'm first, right? I give you the clue first, or you're the quote first. Sure, I think so. Sure. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Let me get my um, pat- patented standardized guess that quote uh, stopwatch out. The iPhone clocks app. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready, Gabriel? I am ready. Looking back, you're probably gonna get this one immediately, but whatever. These go to 11. Oh, uh... Oh God. Spinal <laughs> tap. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dang it! I thought, I thought I had you for a second. No, no, I... As soon as you said that, their faces popped up in my brain, and then I just couldn't remember that. Christopher Guest's face. <laughs> yeah, I was hand. like, oh, crap, uh, but Spinal Tap. Nah. Your clues were British rock band and then Christopher Guest. Okay. That's, that's a good one. There's nothing wrong with that. See, that's a smart one because it's so short. Yeah, yeah. But it's famous. That's one of my favorite movie quotes. One of my favorite movie scenes. I love Spinal Tap. Great movie. That brings me up to 24 points. So I got (sighs) three points for that. All right. So I just got to get five in this one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is not possible. Can I have bonus points? Do your best. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Here we go. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. What? (laughs) You freaking cheater! Why? How am I a cheater? Can you read that quote again? She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. How am I even supposed to guess that? Oh my goodness. What are you she talking? gave me a lot of crap. Well, how am I a cheater? I don't <laughs> understand. That's 20 seconds. That's just something you would say to me on like a Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's a famous quote. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Um, that is uh, a very... She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. That is a dazed fam- and confused. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. That is a famous quote. Okay, here's your first clue, and then I will start the timer. Ready? Uh huh. Aspen. Aspen. Dumb and Dumber. 
Yes. Oh my goodness, man. All right. Hey, Jeez. See, it's not that scary. It's that not was that. a difficult quote, man. That is a famous joke from that movie. Why is that a famous joke? I don't know. It's just a known quote. Give me the context for that quote. They're sitting there at this hilarious hotel in a heart-shaped bathtub on the road. Oh, man. And they're talking about these women that they previously knew. Mm. And uh, <laughs> Harry uh, is complaining about this woman that he he used to love. And he says, "All right, she broke up with him. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. That's the joke. That's payback for 42nd Street, I guess. Uh, that's so weird ask anybody who grew up with us come on okay if you honestly knew what that quote was right as gabe said it please get to us on twitter or facebook i mean i, I want to know how I'm many just, people knew that quote I, it's just weird i i would have all right i watched right. that movie a billion right. times right. as a kid all right all right all right all right all right dude 22 right. to 25 what is it four 22 four? to 24 oh man you can you can come back you're only two points down. no you're gonna get the next one well you probably will too you got this one actually you might not get it all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. I'm just saying. I'm uh, coming back. Next I'm taking episode. to Twitter. This is a this is a very famous quote from this movie. Yeah, let us know. Do you did you know that quote? And please be honest. Don't try to make an ass out of me. I, no one. Look, we all love you, Matt. Yeah, sure. This is. I know this is hard for you, but that's a famous quote. I admitted up front that I was bad with movie quotes. <laughs> well, this is your game. <laughs> you created this game. That's the end of this episode. Next episode, we're talking about the December 1998 film, The Faculty. Surface tissue at all. Casey, I don't want to blow smoke at your butt here, but I think you found a new species. Yeah, right. Hey, it could happen. New species are discovered every day. Don't be so cynical. Could it be Nathostimulator? Nah. They escaped detection until the mid 20th century. You just know everything. I'm a contradiction. Check the mesodermic follicles on its underbelly. What does that mean? It means we gotta call the university, let them take a look. Maybe even get in on some of that federal grant money. Our secret. All right. Hey, Stokely, maybe it's from your plan. You would blow me blood. All right. Whoa, did you see that? What is he doing? Ka-ching. So you think it's amphibian? Well, water resuscitated it. Yeah, but couldn't this kill it? Yeah, you don't want to drown it. One way to find out. Oh, man. It's all right. It's okay. Mr. Furlong, what are you doing? Just going to check his prostate. Oh, it's so scary. Ah, it's spoopy, man. Ooh. It's actually a good movie. I enjoyed it. We'll talk about that next episode. Um, and if you want to find us on Twitter and Facebook, at Rewind Cinema Pod, please leave us a review. Subscribe on the service that you use. Those really keep us going. We'd love to read some stuff on the air that you wrote. Um, if you're new, subscribe. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We love Tell your you. mom. Tell, Tell your, your mom. dad. Tell your dad. <laughs> Tell your dog, uh, tell your monkey. Tell your grandma, uh, you know, tell your second cousin, tell your second cousin's husband. Yeah, find five people and tell them and then they and then ask to them to find five, five people. people. This is not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> no, you're not getting paid. That's the main thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 
and then also you can reach us uh, at Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. If That's you, right. If you like the music, if you like the guitar riffs, if you like the vocals, if you like the reverb, where can they go? <laughs> Naturalanthem.net. Great. That's it. That's it for today's episode. We love you. I love you, Matt. I know you're mad. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not mad at all. Next time. <laughs> until next time. Oh, watch, watch more, more movies. movies. Butt nuts. Start again. Butt nuts. Chicken butt, chicken pox, chicken leg, KFC, Popeyes, Boston Market, rotisserie chicken. I used to go there and get their macaroni and cheese, but now I don't because it's gross. It was a treat back in the day. And now it's not!